discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you. We are grateful. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Number five. A glory, the glorious church is a church that is ready and prepared to be married to Jesus. The glorious church is a church that is ready and prepared. Ready and prepared to, to be married to Jesus. This one is different from Chase Virgin. This one is ready to be married. Mm. Ready to be married. It's a church that is ready and prepared to be married to Jesus. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Ready. Are you ready to be married? Yes. We can present you, but you realize that you are not ready. Isn't it? Yes, you can. I mean, on your wedding day, you have come. But you are not, you are not really ready. Yes, your mind is not really. You may not understand what is even going on. <laughs> you are not too sure. Hey! One lady got married. Do you like stories about marriage? <laughs> She's in our church. She knows herself when she hears the message. She, I've always used that as an example. She got married. And one of the nights, I think about a week, a week after their wedding, she was lying in bed around 2 a.m. And someone was passing the hand around. <laughs> it was her husband passing his hand around. He said, she said, hey, who is that? <laughs> she woke up, hey, who is that? And her husband said, it's an arm robber. He said, it's an arm robber. <laughs> what are you talking about? Have you forgotten that you are married? <laughs> yes, it's an arm robber. Hey! May you not ask who is that? Because you are ready to be married. Yes. Jesus wants a bride that is ready to be married. You have made yourself ready. Mental readiness. You, see, you can be married and you're mentally you don't... You have been a virgin all your life. You don't understand that when you marry, there's something inside the marriage eh, to be enjoyed. You are supposed to be enjoyed. Like you are not ready. Do you see? Yeah. When you don't go through counseling, people marry without counseling. I mean, I, I wonder at them. You're like, you are, you are a joke. It's like, you are so funny. No, when I see people doing that, I'm like, hey, you people, are you serious at all? It's like, it's, very, it's a very funny something. You are married without counseling. How can you be ready for the marriage? You see, you are a chaste virgin. But are you ready to be married? So there are two different things. They are not the same. Ready to be married. You have gone through counseling. They have taught you what it means to be a husband. What are, what are some of the things that... They, what, what, can you tell me one thing, what it means to be a husband? One of the things that a husband does. If you don't know, you will be fighting in a marriage. Hallelujah. Because you are not ready. Hey! Hmm, yes. So... So the husband binds the house. A husband binds the house. Yes. Oh, he's responsible. He's binding one. <laughs> okay. So the, the husband is responsible for is he's responsible for the home as the leader of the house. He has that responsibility of leadership. Okay. Over the home. Yes. He's the head. He's the head. You see, he's the head not of the home. He's the head of the wife. A husband is not the head of the home. The wife is the head of the home. Not the the husband is not the head of the home. No, 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 no. You'll be surprised. First Timothy chapter 5. It's in the, it's in the Bible. First Timothy 5.14. Look at this one. First Timothy 5.14. I would therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house. What does it mean to guide? Look at the Amplified. 
He says, they should bear children, guide the household. This one too says, guide, go to BB so that you see it well. Eh? He says, they should control their families. Have you seen it? The woman is the one to control the family. <laughs> you did. Oh, if you don't know, if you will not be ready. You'll be married as a husband, you'll be fighting your wife over a lot of things in the house. Getting changed, this one. It is the woman's responsibility to do those things. Yes. I don't care the curtains that are in my house. If it is green, blue, then you say, we are fine, we are going and coming. That's all I don't have no really interest in. My job is to make sure there's money in that, but the one to control the manage, uh -huh. this, one, this one says, manage their homes. Eh? This is message. I'd rather the young widows go ahead and get married in the first place, have children. You must have children. 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 Not child, children. children. Don't have one in your mind, one. No, have children. Have six in your mind. Eight in your mind. The women are just like, you are not happy about what I'm saying. You, are, you, you like it, right? Yeah. You must have a lot of children. It's a blessing. Yes. My mother has seven children. Yes. Seven. I'm number six. Manage their homes. Have you seen it? It says they should manage so that the woman, the wife, is the manager of the home. You need to be thought. Do you see? But the husband is the head of the wife. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 submit to one another wife submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord so a wife submits to her, her husband not everybody to her husband then he says for the husband is the head of the wife is the head of what? the wife, the wife. not the head of the home the head of the wife the wife is the head of the home so you manage your wife your wife manages the home so you can be getting married and you have not prepared yourself for the marriage. Jesus is coming for a bride who is prepared for the marriage. A bride who is aware of what is happening, what she's getting into. You can be married and you don't know what you are getting into. You don't know who your husband is. You don't know who your wife is. You don't know who you are marrying. You marry, you realize that you have married a lion. Didn't know Alomo Jata. Lovely lion. <laughs> you have married a lovely lion. She's very lovely in the day. When you, when you don't know her much, she's very lovely. Oh, hello, 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 how are you? Oh, it's good to see you. Wow, it's working. She has all the terms. It's working. Oh, you know, yes, I, I like, I really love the Lord. Why you marry her? Her voice, her, the tone of her voice changes. She becomes a man. Huh? My friend, move away. What do you mean? Ah, have you put your towel on the bed today too? That is why I, 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 I don't, I don't like that. You've, you, you've married a lovely lion. A lovely what? Lion. LL. Lovely lion. I tell you. Or oh, a sweet snake. You are married to a sweet snake. Sweet anaconda. Yes. Sweet anaconda. Oh, beautiful. She'll coil around you and press, squeeze you like this. You will see. She wanted to, you wanted to squeeze her. Now she's squeezing you. She will squeeze the life out of you. Yes. You realize that you are married as a husband, but you can't flow. When you see your wife, then your face changes. She's, she's determining the weather conditions on your face. You didn't ask before you married. You came into the area fresh, and you saw this girl that she's married. Now you don't know that she's actually a sweet snake in the area. Yeah, sweet snake. If you like get close, you see what she will do to you. Her character smells more than do you know more money? More than rotten fish. I tell you. Hey! Mm -hmm. Wow. So you shouldn't be Jesus is not looking for a wife who does not know what is happening. <laughs> a wife who has not gone through counseling. You must go through counseling. <laughs> yes. One of, the, one, of, one of the things that happens to you as a husband is that when you get married, a spiritual GPS comes upon your life when you get married. As soon as you get married, psh, location, location, location. Your GPS must be... When your wife calls you, she will not ask you, how are you? The first question she will ask you is, where are you? Have you is it true for you? Very true. How about you? It is as it is. Wow. Pastor Kels, it's true. When are you coming home? Where are you? When are you coming home? They will never ask you, how are you? 
How are you ends the day you get married? When you put the ring, it's finished. We know how you are already. Now we want to know where you are. We want to know your location. When you are coming home, what is happening? That's what we want to know. Is it true, man? God, it's true. Yeah. Spiritual. You see, if you've not been, if you've not read, and you've not been taught about what it means to be a husband, you realize that you are married and you are getting angry unnecessarily. But when your wife calls you and she asks you, "Where are you?" Ah, why? Are you my mother that you want to ask where I am? What, what is it? You start fighting over unnecessary. This is unnecessary fight. It's, it is her way of showing that she cares. You just declare your location happily. <laughs> Baby, I'm in between Kwashima and Odoko. I'm driving between Kwashima and Odoko. I'm seeing, I'm around where the story building that has the blue lights is. Uh-huh, that's where I am. I'm at the end of the motorway. I'm about to enter uh, 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 around the mall area. I'm coming. Yes, I'm coming. I'm around, I'm around KFC. By the way, there's a, somewhere there's a lady sitting in my car that I picked up <laughs> at the other side of the motorway. Declare your assets before something bad happens to you. It's as simple as that. I mean, declare. Just, just declare. Declare all that is going on so that you don't, you don't see everything. Yes. It's normal. Yes. When you come home, they ask, oh, so how was the day? They are not expecting it was fine. It was fine how? What do you mean by it was fine? What does that mean? It was fine how? What are you talking about? It was powerful. Power, what is the meaning of that? They're expecting you to start talking. It was a blessing. No, we don't like that. They're expecting you to start talking. Do you see? Oh, around 7 a.m. <laughs> you give time. Around 7 a.m. I, I, my boss called me to the office. It was a very hot meeting. I tell you. He said this and he said that. Then the lady who was wearing me in the office walked into the office around 7 15. And she said, that lady, I've, I'm, I really have to come and warn her in the office. That is how it is. If you don't know what it means to be a husband, you will fight over unnecessary things. You'll be talking about, you'll be arguing, fighting, jumping around. To a husband declares his location, declares his assets, declares what has happened during the day. That is how, that is what it means to be a husband. So don't be surprised. If you don't change, you can't be a husband. You, if you don't change, your marriage is a place. It's a beautiful place, exciting place, joyful place, pleasurable, exciting. Every wonderful thing you can talk about is inside marriage. It's God who created it. But it's a place where you need to change. If you don't change, a, a man needs to change from being a man to become a husband. And a woman needs to change to become a wife. It's not the same. If you don't change, you can't marry. Man and husband is not the same. Woman and wife is not the same. If you don't change, you can't marry. You will fight every day. Every day you fight. Why? You are not changing. As a man, for instance, your money matters. I mean, as a man, as a single, you fight to become independent as a single man. You start fighting your independence when you, when, you, when you are in your teens, as a guy. Or it's not true. You start fighting. I mean, you want to be independent. You want to be independent. You want to manage your own things. You want to have your own money, move your, do your own moves, do your own, do whatever, buy your own things, keep your money in a certain way, whatever. You know, I mean, that's, when you get married, you, you are weaned off that independence to become independent on a certain lady called your wife. Wow. Yes. So your independence ends. Independence day ends. No. When you marry, when you marry, you are now dependent on somebody. It's not everybody. You are independent of your mother, father, everybody, but you are dependent on your wife. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh-huh. So your finances must be declared. Yeah. We must know what is going on with your finances. You can't hide the money. You can't tell me that uh, uh, you have secret accounts. You have four secret accounts. What are you talking about? That is, that is when you start being, unfa- being unfaithful. Because you can buy a car for a small girl somewhere. Yes, you can buy a car for a small girl somewhere. And we are suffering in the house. We should declare all your accounts. We should know what is going on. We should know what you are using the money for. If you are building a house, everybody should know. There are men, there are husbands who behave, who behave like men in their marriages. And built houses in certain places that nobody knew about. And are dead now. And those houses are for squatters. Many houses are, nobody knows. Yes, there's a house sitting somewhere that... We are fine looking for the owner. We've been looking for the owner for 25 years. We can't find the owner. Yes, we don't know what has happened to the children. Nobody has come. Nobody is the house is just there. 25 years. What well, he didn't declare he died. Nobody knows. 
because he was doing things in secret. As a husband, you don't do things in secret. You open up. Prepare, preparation to marry is to open up. Yeah. If you don't change, you can't marry. All those who are struggling in their marriage, are, they, they don't want to change. They don't want to change. Their husbands who want to hide, they want to hide things. Yes. They want to hide a lot so that they can have many multiple girlfriends. Yes. They don't want to declare their location. You can't call them and declare, why are you call? my friend cut the call. Are you my mother? Are you my mother? Are you my mother? And the wife will be on the line. If you're a husband, you don't allow your wife to talk. Women's affection follows their conversation. The one your wife is talking to a lot will sleep with her very soon. It's just with time. Very soon, you will see that if you allow it to go for six months, one year, you'll be shocked. Yes, she's finished. I tell Esther. Hey. Anyway, so preparation to, I mean, the, the bride. The bride. The bride. What is the point again? What is the point? We have forgotten the point. Ready and what? Prepared to be married to Jesus. So you understand. This is a bride who, who understands what it means to be married to his Lord or to her Lord. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ready. Understands. For instance, one of the major things that you must understand when you start understanding that you start knowing that, Charlie, you are really preparing to meet your Lord. It's understanding the fact that your, your works is your garment. Because your preparation, the preparation of the bride includes the sewing of her garment, the sewing of her wedding gown. I've mentioned it a number of times, but this time around, I want to try and go into it a little bit more for you. Okay? So let's go back to Revelation, so we're reading. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. The marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. So the wife must made her, make herself ready. Okay? For the marriage. And I said that making yourself ready has to do with understanding, having certain kinds of understanding. Hmm? And the first one I want to mention, maybe the only one I'll mention, maybe in the book you see the other things. But look at, look at the next verse. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine lining, clean and white, for the fine lining is the righteousness of saints. Uh-huh. This one, the, the word righteousness there, okay, means righteous works. There are two words for righteousness in the Bible. Dikayosune and dikayoma. Hey. I don't know if you like some of these Greek words and those things. Sometimes it helps you understand what is going on. Okay? Revelations, right? Hmm, marriage. It's nice though. So this one is dikayoma. D-I-K-A-I-O-M-A. Okay? And it has to do with righteous acts or deeds. It's the acts of righteousness or the deeds of righteousness or the works of righteousness. Righteous works. Which is different from the one in Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Eh? The one in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says that for by, if by one man's offense death reign by one, how much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So the gift of righteousness, the word righteousness there is dikaiosune, which is D-I-K-A-I-O-S-U-N-E. Dikaiosune. D-I-K-A-I-O-S-U-N-E. Okay? And that is the state of being righteous. And that one is imparted. You get it? Jesus gives us as a gift. That one is a gift. There's a gift of righteousness. Please, you get it? When you get born again, there are three gifts that God gives to you. The first gift is the gift of eternal life. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So God gives you eternal life as a gift. It's a gift. You don't work for it. The second gift is the gift of righteousness. That's what I just read to you, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. How much more do we receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness? So God gives you the gift of righteousness. Then the third gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the gift of the Holy Ghost is the third gift that is given to you. All these are gifts that the, that the Lord gives to you free of charge. Okay? Even your faith is a gift. God gives you faith. 
for you to be born again, the faith that is required for everybody to be born again is given to them by God. That's in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Okay? Romans 12, 3. Quickly. For I say through the grace of God given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than you ought to think, but to be, think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God gives every man the measure of faith. So in the New Testament, in, 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 in Christ, you cannot say you don't have faith. You have faith. If you are born again, God has given you faith. What do you mean? What, if you are struggling with faith, it means that your faith is not growing. Basically, that's what it means. This one that we are talking about in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7, verse 7 and 8, the, the, the garment, the wedding dress that you wear, okay, is actually righteous works. I told you, that's dikaioma. It's righteous works, righteous deeds. The bride of Christ, who is ready, is the one that understands the fact that his or her works makes up her wedding garment and that she must be he or she must be wealthy in works works in christ i told you that when you when you become conscious of the fact that you are called by god to edify the body of christ or to work in the body of christ your maturity has started you remember Uh now i'm telling you that the one who is very conscious of the fact that he has there are some works that are left behind in the body of Christ that needs to be completed and that you and I are the ones to do it and that as we do it, it forms our garments. You, are, you really are preparing yourself to meet your Lord. Listen, in Galatians, eh, Paul uses this phrase a lot. Um, Maranatha. Have you heard of Maranatha before? Hmm. He comes. That means that the Lord comes. The Lord cometh. Okay, you can, you can look for some. There's one in Galatians chapter, chapter 1, chapter 2, I think. It says, if anyone comes to you preaching any other gospel than the gospel that we have preached unto you, let him be a curse. Maranatha. Paul cursed anyone who, Paul said, anyone who tries to say anything against the gospel that we preach, or anyone who brings any other gospel apart from the gospel of Jesus Christ, should be cursed. Okay. This is 1 Corinthians 16 20. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, or the word anathema is accursed. Maranatha. Maranatha means he comes. They were so conscious of the coming of their Lord that it informed their actions and their activities today. It used to be the greetings of the, of the church of old. Maranatha. When they greet us, Maranatha. He comes. They were so conscious of the coming of the Lord. Why? Because the coming of the Lord is the wedding day. The coming of the Lord is what? The wedding day. Can you imagine a bride who is not conscious of the fact that she's going to marry? And she's not looking forward to the wedding day. Which bride does that? I mean, Zani, when you're going to get married, were you looking forward to your wedding day? Yes, daddy, very much. You were much. looking at how you were going to walk? Tell us <laughs> some. Tell us some of the things. Um, so, yes, especially how I look. Yes, especially mm. how I look. You're looking at the makeup, the hair. Exactly. I mean, sometimes Everything you forget about you. You forget about the guy. <laughs> They forget about you. Don't think about the guy. Oh, is it just what? It's about it's like you, the bride is the one to really like. You are conscious of your makeup, your lipo lipo, your eye eyebrows, your flower girls, your what's it? This one is what's called eyelashes, eh? Your hair, your shoe, the jewelry, the jewelry. Yeah, even your perfume. Do you think about jewelry and perfume? I <laughs> mean. We have come. <laughs> I have a friend who who went into the the wedding. He, he went into the into his wedding with a taxi. It's my very good friend. That was how he. He's a pastor. He went. I mean, taxi. He stopped it by the roadside. <laughs> yes, he stopped it by the roadside. No, but no best man. Hey, he just sat into the taxi and then go ahead. when you go, he asked, can you want to sit there? There's a lady who come with a big car and whatever. It's fine. We have come. Hey! So it is amazing to have a bride who is not looking for the, the bride that is preparing to meet her husband is the one who is looking forward to seeing the Lord. It's called them that love is appearing. They, they have the appearing of Jesus so much on their minds that it informs their activities today. Do you see? Look at First John. First John chapter. Hey, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, so. 
And he's talking to Christians. And this is how he's ending 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians. Go up, go to verse 20 and let's see something. Wow. All the brethren greet you. Greet you one another with an holy kiss. <laughs> the salutation of me, I won't comment. The salutation of me, Paul, with my own hand. Then he says, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. Did you have amplified? Like he's expecting to so love the brother that is getting ready. He's the one who so wants to see the coming of his, of his, hus- of his of a husband. Like you are really interested in the Lord's coming. It's not these people that you can, I mean, when we say Jesus is coming, like I have to manifest. <laughs> have you seen some people? Most, most, most of you are like that. I mean, I mean, to even today. I'm my heart today. Yeah, I mean, he wants to marry before Jesus. He says, hold on. Hold on. I have to marry and enjoy some things before the Lord comes. Hey! If anyone does not love the Lord, does not have a friendly affection for him, and is not kindly disposed toward him, he shall be accursed. Our Lord will come. Maranatha. A bride who has made herself ready is the one who has the Lord on his mind. The Lord's coming on his mind so much that it causes him to purify himself and it causes him to do the works, prepare himself for his wedding. So, First John, we should read message, eh? Message version. If anyone won't love the master, throw him out. Make room for the master. <laughs> it's a message. Throw him out. Hey! First John chapter, chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. Behold, what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when, we shall, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse, verse 3. Then it says, And every man that has this hope in him, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Everyone who has a hope of the Lord's coming, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. You see, so the, the hope of the Lord's coming, the hope of the resurrection, I mean, you are looking forward so much to it. That is a bride that is, a, a bride that is ready. Looking forward to the appearing. Type them that love is appearing. Second Timothy 4.8. It says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give unto me at that day. Which day? At the day of the, the Lord's appearing. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. These are people who are looking forward to the wedding day. A bride that is ready is a bride that looks forward to the wedding day. A bride that is not ready is a bride that does not think about the wedding day. You get it? Mm-hmm. And she thinks about it with respect to how she will look, how she will dress, how she will walk down the aisle. The song that will be played. I honestly don't, didn't care about the song that was going to be played as my wife was coming, but she had a sp- song picked out. I mean, I was just around. I was waiting for the night. Were you waiting for the night too? Yes, daddy. I sacked all my, I sacked all my, my groomsmen took me to the, to, took me to my hotel room with my wife. As we were, as we were, I, I told them, none of them were my assets, you people. The Lord be with you. I will see you guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> and I just closed. That's what I was looking forward for. Oh, yes. It's like I'm a bad person. The way I look at him, it's like, I'll come and see what you also do on here. There was light off and things. You didn't care. It was not a problem. But the bride wants to make herself, she's thinking about the shoes she'll wear. She's thinking about the wig she'll wear. She's thinking about those, the veil, that should, the kind of veil, whether it should be long or short. Fitting, her tiara. Her, the, the number of dresses she will change into. <laughs> I went for an engagement recently. <laughs> and I, I, was, I didn't have time at all. I was supposed to be in a meeting, very hot meeting somewhere else. With senior bishops. Yes, I was looking forward to having with senior bishops. Oh. Senior bishops were waiting for me, I tell you. And I was in this engagement. And everybody knew that I was late. And the bride came in for me to bless the engagement, the ceremony. And then she came. They were dancing. 
And then she was giving things. I was smiling, looking at her. Then she came. And then when she stood there, I was expecting them to call me to come and come and bless her so I can go. Then they said, oh, this is her first dress. So she's going back to go and dress and then come again. Ah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Brothers, sisters, why you know that I'm coming for engagement? The first dress, that's what I like. Let's bless it. And then you, when I go, you can go and do whatever you want to do. You understand? I was, I'll not come for your engagement. Hey, I was shocked. I was like, ah, what, is, what, what happened? What just happened? <laughs> but the guy was wearing his dress. What he was wearing was what he was wearing. One. But the lady. Change. One, two, three. I was watching one musician uh, and her... her wedding recently yeah we're watching it right she changed about is it eight times six to eight see anywhere between six to eight i tell you it was a a wedding it was three they did a civil wedding traditional and then introduction civil traditional and then white so and each one she had about three dresses she changed three times three four so twelve dresses Hey! Yes, she's a bride. The reason is that she's a bride. And she's living, all her life is lived to towards the marriage, the wedding day. She doesn't think beyond. She doesn't think about even the night. What will happen in the night? Most brides don't remember that in the evening there are so, something supposed to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Most of them, I mean, when you get to the room, oh, we are tired. Can we sleep? Away? Sleep away. Sleep away. What are you talking about? Can we sleep till tomorrow morning? What are you talking about? What will we be doing in the in the night? We can't be tired. Rise, arise, and shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Arise now. <laughs> what do you mean? Sure. It's like the ladies are not happy about what I'm saying. I'm advising you. You have to get energy for the evening. Reserve some energy. Reserve what? Don't dance plenty. When that musician was dancing, I was like, hey, this girl, I hope she will not go and say in the evening that she's tired though. That's all I was thinking about. (laughs) The ladies were looking at the different dresses. I was thinking about, is she going to say she's tired in the evening? We don't want that. Hey! The glorious church is a church that's what? That has what? (laughs) It's ready and prepared to be married to to Jesus. Ready, prepared. Yes, prepared. Hallelujah. Yes, conscious of what she's going to wear on that day. How she's going to look on that day. Yes. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Not the groom, the groom there is fine. He will wear one suit, he's okay. Next verse. And to her was given, granted that she should be arrayed in fine lining, clean and white. For the fine lining is the righteousness, righteousnesses or the righteous works of the saints. 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 So your works, your what? Your works is what? Is weaved into your garment. This is your. That is how you, you you prepare yourself. The way to prepare to meet your Lord is by working on your works. Your works in His kingdom. Matthew chapter twenty-two from verse one. This is um, a parable Jesus spoke concerning the kingdom of heaven. Okay, about the marriage day, the wedding day. So what is spoken of in Revelation? Jesus spoke about it. Because it is his wedding. So he spoke about his wedding. And what will cause a problem in his wedding? He says, And Jesus answered and spoke unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven, remember, I've told you what the kingdom of heaven, when you see the kingdom of heaven, you should know that he's talking about the church. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. Who is the king? Our Lord, our God, Papa God. Who is the son? Jesus Christ, our Lord. He made the marriage for his son. Next verse. And he sent forth the servants to call them that were bidding to the wedding, and they would not come. They decided not to come. Who are those? Who are those people he's talking about in reality? Is the Jews? Okay. In Bible prophetic explanations, it's actually the Jews. 
Why? Jesus came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. Romans chapter 9, that, what I just said is not Romans chapter 9. It's, it's John, John 1, 11. But there's another one in Romans chapter 9, verse 6, that I want to show you. Look at Romans chapter 9, verse 6. Not as though the word of God has taken on effect, for they are... Go to verse 5. Go to verse 4. Go to verse 3. So it makes more sense, okay? For I could wish that myself were cast from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites. This is Paul talking about the Israelites. Says, who are the Israelites? To whom pertain the adoption? It is they to whom the adoption pertains. When we say adoption, we are talking about inheritance, okay? Or we are talking about the doctrine of sonship, the heutasia, spiritual maturity. They are the ones that were supposed to be trained and raised to sit on the thrones, judging the whole world. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But because they rejected Christ, it was given to the Gentiles. It was actually part of God's plan for them to reject Christ and all of that. It's called the mystery of Israel's blindness. Maybe some other time we can talk about that. Okay? It says, who are Israelites? To whom pertain the adoption and the glory? The adoption belongs to them. The glory of the, the new, new, new Jerusalem and eternity, eternity, future, belong to them. And the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God, and the promises. It says everything was actually for them. Next verse. Whose are the fathers? The All the fathers that we have in, our, in, we have in Christ are actually from the all Israelites. And of whom as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. Do you see? But when he came, they rejected him. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So they are the ones that Jesus was talking about when he said that the people he invited, they just... They said they will not come. So go back to Matthew. I hope you understand now. So go back to Matthew chapter 22. There's more, but I don't have time for that. And send for the servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. They didn't come. Next verse. Again, he sent forth other servants again, saying, tell them which are bidden. So they sent servants. He sent many servants, many prophets to those people. Tell them which are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. So he's telling them about the marriage supper. He told them about the marriage supper, the reception. Come for the marriage. After the marriage, there's a reception. Initially, he introduced the marriage to them, but they didn't mind him. Then he introduced the reception to them, they didn't mind him. Again, he sent forth other servants, again saying, Tell them which are bidding. I have prepared my dinner. Oh, Charlie, we just read this. Go to the next verse. But they made light of it. They made light of it. And when they are with one to his farm, another to his merchandise, they didn't mind what Jesus came to do. Next verse. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Is this happened? Israel killed all the prophets. Jesus himself said it. He said, O Israel, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have wished to gather you like a mother hen gathers a chick. But you would not. Behold, you have slain all. Look for, look for that place. You have slain all the prophets that were sent to you. And Jesus prophesied concerning what was going to happen to, to Jerusalem. How that all the prophets they have killed, their blood will be poured, will be, will be on them. Including him. How they are going to kill him himself. He said, you, are going to, you guys are going to pay for it. It's in one of these verses. I think Matthew 23. Luke 30, 34. Luke 30, 34. 13. 13, 34. Hey. Do you like what I'm sharing with you? I'm just trying to open your like, camp. Let me open your mind small to some of these things. It's important. Enough of receive a car. You receive a car on Sunday, but I mean, these ones. It's a camp, so you must hear some one or two things. What do you think? Tell me about receive a car on Sunday. Now I need to understand what the church, the dynamics of the church, mm-hmm. so I can become more serious. What do you think? Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which kills the prophets? They kill who? When you hear that you're a prophet, they are going to kill you. Yes, that, that, that killers, which kills the prophets? And stones them that are sent unto thee. How often would I, would I have gathered thy children together as a hen does gather her brood under her wings? And you would not. It says they didn't want to. Next verse. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And this is going to happen. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 is what Jesus was mentioning. Behold, he cometh and every eye shall see him. 
Go to Revelation 1 7. Behold, he cometh with clowns, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. Who are those who pierced him? The Jews and the Gentiles. And all kindreds of the earth shall will because of him, even so, amen. Yeah. So they will see him coming one day. You know, Jews don't believe that Jesus has come. They don't believe, they believe that he's now going to come. Mm-hmm. That the one who came, he was just a small boy around. Hey! Anyway, so Jesus is talking about all the things that's going to happen. So go back to Matthew 22. Hey, tell me, but it's not only marriage that will make me excited. When they talk about the Bible too, I'll be excited as well. Yes, yes. I'll be excited. Hallelujah. But they made light of it, and when they always one to his home, another to his merchandise. Verse six, and the remnant took his servants and treated them spitefully and slew them. This is what I just mentioned to you. So these, the servants are the prophets. Everybody killed them, all of them. There's a, the script, there's a scripture that talks about righteous. Uh, uh, he mentions someone's name all the way to John the Baptist. Okay, but when the king heard thereof, he was angry. When the king, the, fa- the, the Lord, had, had it, he was angry and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. This happened in AD 70. When, uh, when Jerusalem, Israel was scattered as a nation, it happened. Yes, General Titus was sent to go and destroy Israel because of some problems some insurrections yes and when he went he the bible says the history josephus talks about how that the blood of the children of israel flowed in the streets like water they died i tell you and it was scattered as a nation from ad 70. the next time it came together as a nation again was 1948. recently just about 67 something years ago 70 years ago. Ah, they've done 70th anniversary recently. Yes. Yes. There was no nation called Israel on earth after Jesus spoke this particular. Charlie, Jesus is powerful. Yeah. And he's coming to and Jesus said, Oh, it's actually part of it. Jesus said that if you see that Israel has come together as a nation again and is sprouting, then you should know that I'm coming. And Israel came together as a nation in 1948. <laughs> And they are they are now 70 years. Okay. Israel is described as a vine. <laughs> People are scared. I thought we were talking about those who love is appearing. Oh, you don't want Jesus to come. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> I thought we were glorious, the glorious church. The glorious church is a church that is expecting Jesus is coming. Yes. Hey, come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the next verse. Okay, you. Okay, let me not stop talking about this guy. Your face is changing once more. Next verse. It says, Then said, said he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidding were not worthy. So, you got this, those people are not worthy. So, go out. Next verse. So, those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. So they went out. The people who were invited they didn't come. Can you imagine you are doing a wedding? Those who were invited, nobody came. So you go around the streets and then you just, Charlie, the ashes go out. Charlie, there's a wedding, come. There's a wedding, come. There's a wedding, come. And then everybody shows up in the wedding. He says both bad and good. What I was describing to you initially. So the church has both bad and good. They are all invited. Yeah, everybody should come. When you come in, how you behave is what makes the difference. Whether you are bad or good and you came into the church. You came through Jesus Christ as a door into the church. You are now here. Now that you are here, there's something that God wants you to do. Okay? So look at this. He says, and when the king came in, so after they all came, it was furnished with guests and all of that. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. Ah! I'm going myself. I was sitting my somewhere. And you invite you. They even compelled me to come inside their wedding. Now that I've come, you have come to see me and you say, I don't have a wedding garment. Do you understand wedding garment? He's talking about a wedding dress. Meaning that the people he invited are actually the people he's coming to marry. His son is coming to marry. If you don't know that you are the one he's coming to marry, you are in trouble. You will come in without, surprise, surprise, you will come in without your wedding dress. He's expecting you to have your wedding dress on. When he came to see the guests, because the guests are actually the people they are coming to marry. That is why you need to be taught. If you are not taught, you'll be coasting through the church, just moving around, not conscious of the fact that 
you are God is Jesus is preparing you are actually in a, in a marriage preparation to meet your Lord. You will not know. You are in your counseling session. Your counseling session is going on right now. Every service is counseling. Every service is counseling to show you how to behave, how to change, how to do things around, how to do this, so that you can be married. You don't know. You just be coasting around. So you will not be part of the glorious church. Why? You didn't know. This guy did not know. He did not have. He didn't know. Look at this. The king. This is GNT. The king went in to look at the guests and saw a man who was not wearing wedding wedding clothes. Do you have? You see, he's not talking about the dress you wore to the wedding, like as a visitor. I invited you. I'm marrying my wife, and I invited you to attend the wedding. I mean, your dress that you wear, it has nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with the wedding dress, or. So he's not talking about the people. That, I mean, you just wore something. No, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about do actually the guests are the people who are coming to be married. Yes. He came in. He was not wearing wedding clothes. The Lord will check on that day. So as we meet the Lord, He will just check. The only thing that makes us prepared is our wedding clothes, our wedding dress. Do you see? Yeah. yeah. Back to King James, and he said unto him, friend. How camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? How did you how did you come here? How did you come here not wearing wearing your wedding dress? Don't you know that you are the one doing the wedding? <laughs> and he was speechless because he did he had no clue. How many people in the body of Christ who have no clue? The church is not the same as the glorious church. There are many in the church who don't know that there's a glorious church that is being prepared, being sanctified, being cleansed, being watched to be married. They don't they have no idea. They're just receiving cars, houses, receiving trains, receiving visas, receiving aeroplanes, receiving quota, receiving I mean receiving shoes, receiving socks, receiving that's all. It's amazing. It's amazing. What I'm telling you is not popular. That is why a lot of Christians, don't, they are just in the system. It's sad. And you wonder what is wrong with them. It's like they don't know that there's a wedding coming. They are, not, they are just fooling around. Peace sign in the war. They are taking selfies in war. For the ground, baby. Hey! <laughs> then said the king to the servants. The servants are the angels. Bind him. Ah, I'm sitting my son. You have invited me for a wedding. Now you are t- you're saying they should bind me. <laughs> bind him hand and foot. Hand represents your work. Foot represents your work. Do you see? Your work with God and your work for God is what comes together to form your works of righteousness. Your work with God and your work for God or with God is what comes together to become your works of righteousness. Please understand. He said, bind him what? Hand and foot. Bind him, bind him hand and foot and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Outer darkness is actually part of heaven. Outer darkness is not outside of heaven. Outer darkness is reserved for all God's children who, were, who are not part of the glorious church and, can, and are not attending the wedding ceremony because they don't have a wedding garment. Revelations, some people will be found naked on that day. Revelation chapter 16. Behold, I come as a thief. This is Jesus talking. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garment. Which garment? Okay, they're actually different garments. There are three garments. Okay? But today I'm talking about the main one, which is the wedding one. There's the garment of salvation. Okay? And then there's a garment of praise. And then there's a garment of works, which is your, the righteous works, which I'm talking about. Okay? But this is actually in reference to the last one, what I'm talking about now. It says, so that, it says, watch and keep his, keep his garments, lest he, be, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Revelation chapter 3, verse 18. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment. What is the white raiment? The fine lining, clean and white. You remember? White raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyes out, that thou mayest see. The shame of thy nakedness. So on that day, some people will be naked. If you don't have your wedding garment on, you'll be described as naked. And they'll bind you hand and foot. 
and cast you into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping because they remember all the opportunities they had to work with God well and to work with God well that they didn't take. So they remember. Heaven is not a place where you don't have memory of what happened here on earth. Actually, you have the highest memory of all that happened to you here on earth because you remember all your life. All your life will flash through your eyes all the time. And you remember all the opportunities you had to work with God well. The opportunities you had to live for God that you didn't do. And then you... Weeping and gnashing of teeth. So there's a lot of weeping in heaven. There's outer darkness too in hell. But that one, there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and wailing are two different things. You know how to weep. <laughs> my mother, my mother, my mother. But wailing, you can, it's uncontrolled. Ah! Oh! That's in Matthew chapter 13. And that has to do with the tests that are taken. The tests that were taken. Eh? You, you see the test? It says, as therefore the tests are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. Who are the tests? The tests are those that were sold by the enemy. You remember? Yeah. Then he says, the son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. Next verse. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. So this one is a furnace of fire. Do you see? And there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. So here there's wailing because they are in a furnace of fire. Outer darkness, there's no furnace. This one, there's furnace of fire. Go to the one in 50. Yes, same thing. They shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. So, sorry, it's that we don't have two outer darkness. Actually, outer darkness and then the furnace of fire. In the furnace of fire, there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. For, for furnace of fire is for unbelievers. Outer darkness is for who? Who did not walk well with God or walk well with God? Do not have their garments. Please, do you understand? Or you don't understand? Uh-huh. So, what are the garments? The righteous works, isn't it? Now, as you are moving around, you are being given an opportunity. A lady gave you a scholarship, or a guy gave you a scholarship. Free scholarship. I'm giving you $10 million. I want to sleep with you for the next five years of your life. What do you say? $10 million. Yes. There are a lot of Christians who are falling into those things. $10 million. Five years contract. In Ghana, yes. In Ghana's economy. You can do a lot. You, your, mom, your mother will be very happy. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of money. Yes. All kinds of things. So the person has given you a scholarship and then you have forgotten about Jesus. I'll give my tithe of it. Tithe will be how much? One million. The church will be very grateful to me. <laughs> God will forgive me. Now that opportunity was an opportunity for you to say no. Okay, you're saying no is you walking with God well. I'm walking with God. I love God. I can't do this. Why am I not going to do this? Because I love God. I love Jesus. When you say, I love God, I love Jesus, so I'm not going to do that. Go away. You get a reward. You have just worked something very powerful into your garment. Why? Because, you, because of your work with God, you want to. You don't want to behave like this people. Your quiet time that you do every day, you are, being, you are being rewarded for it. It's your, you are working on your work with God. Every quiet time you do, you get a reward. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> all your prayers. All the prayers you are praying to fall in love with the Lord more and all of those things. There are rewards for it. All the prayers you prayed for somebody else. There are rewards for it. There are rewards for all of those things. Yes, it's your work and your work. It's not, it's not, it's not only your hands, what you do with your, your, not only what you clean, you clean the chairs and all of that. Your work on a personal level with the Lord makes a world of a difference. Because you can't work well if you don't work well. Everybody's work is affected by his work. How many of you don't walk to work or don't drive to work? You don't transport yourself to work. You work from home. Even if you work from home, you don't work on your bed. And even if you work on your bed, you move. You move to get something. Isn't it? You don't poo on your bed. Excuse me to say, you don't move on your bed. You don't do everything on your bed. If you are that, then there's something wrong. No, so. You have to walk in order to be able to work. 95% of every work in the world is done with their hands. 
just about 5% of work in the world is done with the legs. Just about 5%. Footballers. Even they need their hands for balancing. <laughs> if their hands are not there, they can't do anything. It should they can't play. Hallelujah. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Then it says, now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Which day? The day of Jesus. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Of what sort it is. So it's not about just work. The sort of the work. The sort of your singing. As we're singing, were you singing because you wanted to be noticed? So that somebody can marry you. I mean, all your, all your movement is fake. Do you get it? It's like you are kneeling down. You are checking if the guy is watching, if the guy is looking. Wow. So the Lord will check what sort. What is the sort of your work? Did you do it out of a pure motive or you did it out of show? What the eyes will, or because of money? Do you get it? Yeah. You did it because of money. You were bringing souls to the house, but the house of God, but you were looking at someone, someone promoting you and saying that, hey, this is our best soul winner for the year. You are coming for reward, earthly reward. And they'll call you, come for earthly reward. And it's like, <laughs> next year we will do them again. You have to get more reward. No, your, your motive makes all the difference. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Let's read the Amplifier so it makes more sense. So do not make any hasty or premature judgments before the time when the Lord comes again. For he will bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in the darkness. Jesus will bring to light all the secret, the reason why you did what you did. The secret in your heart. Yes. If I'm doing what I'm doing because of money, or because of fame, or because of power, or because of glory, or because of girls, or because of something... I've lost all my reward. I've lost everything. Oh, yes. I've lost everything. If I'm doing what I'm doing because of my love for Jesus, and it's, it's motivated by my love for Jesus, you see, because your work as a child of God for God is based on your love for Jesus. John chapter 21, verse 15. Look at John 21, verse 15. Simon, Simon. King James, please. Simon, lovest thou me? So when they are dying, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto me, unto him, feed my lambs. If you love me, then feed my lambs. If you love me, then feed the people I want you to feed. If you love me, do my work. So our work for the Lord is, is motivated by our love for him. It is only love that coats. Love is the gold that coats your work. It is the silver that coats your work. It is the precious stone that coats your work. If you don't do it out of love for Jesus Christ and you do it out of necessity, out of compulsion, out of whatever, I want them to just do it so they don't, they don't see anything to me. I mean, at this church, wherever you come, they're always saying, work for the Lord, work for the Lord. We are tired. Let's just do it so we can have peace. When they say, how many souls do you bring? I, at least I can show them I had some souls. It's not because of, you are not doing the thing because of me. You are doing it because of Jesus. It, it is motivated out of love for Jesus, not because of. So he asked him, do you love me? If you love me, then feed my lambs. He, had, he asked him three lambs, three times. Next verse, he said unto him, sec, the second time, someone, son of Jesus, love us, love me. He said unto him, yeah, Lord, thou knows that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. It must not be out of compulsion or out of show or out of looking for glory. All those things are wood, hay, stubble. So you are working into your garment, but you are actually building wood. You are building hay. You are building stubble and all of it to go through fire. Your wedding garment will be taken through fire. The fire, I told you the last time, the fire of Jesus' judgment, judgment eyes. 
Revelation chapter 1, verse 14. When, when, when John saw Jesus, Jesus' eyes were full of fire. Mm. His head, Jesus' head was as white as snow, was white like wool, his, his, and as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. So the eyes, the burning flame of fire of Jesus Christ is the fire that every man's work will be taken through. And the question Jesus will ask, this is the question Jesus is going to ask you. Did you learn to love me? I loved you. I gave myself for you. Did you learn to love me? That's the only question the Lord will ask. And all your work will be taken through his eyes. Your work will be flashing through your eyes and through his eyes. And his eyes will be trying your work of what sort it is. After that, whatever is left in the garment, you enter the you enter eternity with it. <laughs> hey! If it's left with boxer shorts, you enter with boxer shorts. If it's left with swimsuit, you enter with swimsuit. If it's left with a wedding gown, you enter with wedding gown. Yes. If any man's wife shall be it says, if any man's wife shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. We all go to the fire. So regrets. He's talking about regrets, the regrets and the things that it comes with, the opportunities you know you had that you didn't mind God. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Your work of soul winning will be rewarded. Oh, yes. Your work of shepherding others will be rewarded. First Peter chapter 5, verse 3. There are messages on these things, eh? The Bima, the books and accounts. It's one of the messages. Um, what other message do you know? There are many messages. Rewards. Mr. Podosia. It says, Neither has been laws of our God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, that's Jesus Christ. It says, You shall receive a crown of what? Glory that faded not away. So those who feed God's sheep and help raise others will receive a crown called the crown of glory. So the bride, the, the, the glorious church is the church that is ready. <laughs> I seen it. It's ready. Ready to be married. Yes. To Jesus. Because they are conscious of their wedding garments and what they need to do to keep their wedding garments. I seen it. Mm-hmm. Our, this service, you'll be rewarded for it. Every service, you, it's amazing. Every service you attend, you are working something in your garments. Your behavior in the service, you are working something in your garments. You can attend it. You can attend the service, but then you are complaining your heart or something. You, you were there, but you you may not you may not receive a reward. Everything. Jesus said, "Behold, I come, and I come with the words in my hands." Revelation chapter twenty-two, verse twelve. Let's read from verse eleven to verse twelve. It's nicer from verse eleven. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Next verse. Behold, and behold, I come quickly. And my reward. As I'm coming, what, I'm, what am I coming for? I'm coming with rewards. Why? I'm coming to be married to a, a, a wife who has works. Yeah. And the works is what will give me, I'll, let, I'll, I'll reward the person for. That's all. The wedding day is a, is a day of rewards. Garments, rewards. Come in your garment, you receive your rewards. So when the Lord checks your garments, then he'll say, okay, hey, Charlie, you are there. He puts crowns, plenty crowns. All the crowns will be amalgamated. If you had all the five, they'll put it together and put it on your head. With many rewards. There are amulets, there are chains, there are rings, there are medals, there are shoes. Yes, there are shoes that are rewards. Belts that are rewards. Yes, signets. Yes, there are stones that are rewards. Mm. Even you will be made. As, uh, you can be made. You, your 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 whole self can be made into a reward. Yes. Revelation chapter chapter three, verse twelve. Hey. <laughs> he that him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. He says the one who overcomes, I'll make him a, a pillar. You you are the pillar. You'll be a pillar in the temple of my God. And this, the temple of, the, of, of God is the New Jerusalem. So in the New Jerusalem, you'll be a pillar in it. You'll be a pillar in it. And he says, you shall go no more out. So you will not, you will be in the presence of God forever. There are those who cannot be in the presence of God. Those who are on the fringes, the outer darkness, they cannot be in the presence of God. Read the final question to throw more light on some of these things for you. Practically. As you read the final question, you see that, hey, these things, the word of God is real. 
Final question just shows you the reality of what God has said already. You see scriptures, I tell you. He shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God. This is the reward. Hmm? If you read Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, Revelation chapter 2, chapter 3, you see the rewards, the rewards that Jesus will give. Many rewards. There are some, some that are stones, like I said. Some are the right to partake of the tree of life. There are some people who will be in eternity. They can't partake of the tree of life. They can't partake of the fruits. They can only use the leaves. They can't eat the fruit. They are not allowed to eat the fruits. You are seeing fruits, but you are not allowed to eat the fruits. Your place in eternity is determined by what you are doing in time. Wow. I'll write upon him my new name. The Lord has a new name that will be written upon people. May you receive grace to receive grace to be written, have Jesus' name written upon you. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have I shared this? Have I shared it with you? Are you okay now? There's more, but at least this one is good. The rest you can find it in the book when it comes out, okay? God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.